0: Everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Boring Startup Podcast. My name is Kevin and we're back to technical topics on today's episode. I want to talk about modern C++ versus embedded C++. And uh, for those that are maybe not interested in any of the technical side of the boring startup this episode might not be for you it's going to be fairly uh, technical and nerdy around programming languages and using them Uh, and so no offense taken if you want to tune out now and you're not interested in that uh, we'll be back next episode talking about social media and the effect it can have on your business so uh, again no hard feelings if you want to tune out on this one uh, hit me back next time so for those that are still here um this is sort of the back to the the technical side of the company um, writing firmware for the stat feeder technology. Uh, so there's a couple pieces to stat feeder, right there's there's the back end, which is hosted in the cloud and Uh, Contains a lot of business logic about getting uh, certain information down to devices. And then there's those devices that have to be running firmware that will do uh, a lot of cool things. Part of the system is that you you get uh, over-the-air updates, security, and all these things that uh, you don't need to figure out on your product uh, if you want to integrate the technology, uh, things that we're solving for you. This is a lot like everything else in the software industry where, uh, yes, you could build your own, but... If you want the speed to market and time savings and somebody else that's dedicated to this and knowledgeable about it and fixing bugs uh, that's where uh, having this platform helps you and so uh, in writing the firmware for stat feeder uh, i'm looking at a very portable system and, and group of components that can uh, be moved around and put into various uh, products for companies and uh, i originally Started so I, I have a degree in electrical engineering, and we, we did a lot of programming in college in C. And then, uh, as I got into my career as a software developer, I have I've programmed in, in multiple languages, but one of them that I've programmed over the years in is C. And getting back into writing firmware and doing a lot of searching and, and being in a lot of forms and things like that uh, over the past, you know, two years, I've I didn't realize how much of a disdain for C++ many embedded engineers have. There I mean if you go on the forums this stuff is very um it's almost like a political religious discussion wrapped into one. People are very very passionate about whether you should or should not use C++ in an embedded um, environment, writing firmware for devices, uh, specifically, most people are very adamant that you should not. Uh, you'll see, you know, it's not real firmware unless it's written in C, and why would you ever write in C++? There's all this overhead, and and uh, it's interesting if you're if you're open to hearing both sides of that. Um, there's a lot of good reasons why you would use C in an embedded environment, and there's good reasons why you would want to use C in, in an embedded environment. And I want to talk about um, my view on that, not being a hard line one way or the other, and why I've come to uh, have that opinion. So, I have written uh, almost the entirety of the Stat Feeder firmware in C. And uh, specifically, I'm trying to use what's termed modern C++. Um, the language has evolved over the years. You know, there's standard editions. There's C++ 11, um, C++ uh, 14, 17, and then 20 is on the horizon uh, with new features. And there's not universal support for this across all platforms. So f- that's, that's one thing, first of all. Your platform may not even support a C++ compiler to write code in. Um, But some of them um, are really keeping up with that C++ standard. I believe uh, right now the SP32 is C++ 17. Uh, You can compile against that. Uh, The particle ecosystem uh, just recently moved from C++ 11 to supporting C++ 14. And so uh, I like writing in C++. Um, You'll hear a lot of arguments of like, oh, it's object oriented and C's not. It's not that. I just, there's some nice language features in C++ that you don't get in C, and as many people have shown uh, through lots of talks, uh, conference talks that I've I've watched, and there's what's called a no-cost abstraction. And so there, there's these great talks where people show, this is how you would write this in C, this is how you would write it in C++, now let's throw it through the compiler and see what the difference is. And they show, after compiling, you get down to language instructions, it's a no-cost abstraction. The C++ code is much simpler, easier to read, and shorter in many cases, and produces almost the identical machine output as the C code. And you know when that's placed in front of you, you say, why would you use C? Like that, that's one of those moments where you're like, why would you even use C? Because you get all of the nice things that C++ brings with it. And it's the same flash binary size. Um, and, and in fact, the same instruction set is output. And so, um, that, that was one of the the talks that I, uh, saw, you know, a couple of years ago is where I, years ago where I thought, wow, like there, you're really not, because because a lot of embedded people will tell you, like, oh, if you want all the bloat of C++, yes, C++ is a much, much larger feature set and language than C, um, but that doesn't mean automatically that your firmware is bloated because you use C++. Um, there, there are plenty of, again, they're called no-cost abstractions in C++ that will produce the same thing as C, but uh, in a much, in my opinion, again, in a much cleaner, uh, nicer language way. So uh, just some things to think about, but I wanted to then reel that back in a little bit. So I've been very C++ and what are some of the pitfalls that you run into when you're trying to do everything in a modern C++ style? And that's some of the things I wanna talk about on today's podcast. So uh, the first one is that I found in working on the stat feeder stack. Is that you will not find a lot of libraries, uh, hardware libraries, written in C++. Um, almost all of them are written in C. Uh, in fact, the entirety of the ESP32 um, programming environment, the their device, what they would call the device OS, um, the free RTOS fork, is in C. Like the entire thing. If you're, if you want to call low-level ESP um functions you gotta call them in C. You have to have an interop layer where you're if you're writing in C your C code has to talk to C. This gets really interesting um, when you wanna do things between those layers. Another example is I'm using the LVGL graphics library. It's an open source library for uh, embedded graphics, and not just embedded graphics. It's, it's, if you haven't checked it out, LVGL, I'll link it up in the description. It's an amazing little graphics library. Um, it also is written in C. Now what happens as part of that I found is you've got some callbacks in C. They want a, a straight C style callback Into that code well that's things get a little dicey when you're programming in C++ when you do that you can either have like static functions but if you're using objects up in the C++ world and now you need to have a callback uh, the C code needs a callback tying a C style callback to a member function of C++ code turns out is non-trivial there's lots of ways to do it with things like standard bind and standard function but you know, that's the academic answer. Oh, you just, the standard bind and standard function for that. Believe me, I spent hours in it. It's not that simple. Um, and so there's definitely, you run into these areas where um, communicating across C and C becomes, you know, work and effort and things that you have to put in. Now, Again, this is not, for me, again, this is my opinion, not enough of a headache to say, oh, just throw out C++, let's do everything in C just so I, we're all in the same language. I, I still think there's plenty of benefit in being in C++, um, and I'll talk about a few of those things uh, in a minute to, to wrap up. But the other one that I ran into recently that I wanted to share um, that really made me think of recording this episode specifically of the podcast was regular expressions. So I got to a point where I needed to do some pretty heavy string parsing into tokens and things like that of uh, interpreting string input. And I said, oh, you know what? Like I could parse this by hand using um, character pointers, char star." Or I could use something a little more modern C++, like how would you do this in a modern C++ application? it's like, oh, you know, there's regex, and regex isn't a, you know, quote, modern C++ feature, but it is a feature of the language where you can process these things with built-in libraries. And I started looking into that, and then I pulled myself back out of it and thought, now I'm starting to get into the realm of, yes, this is a more C++ appropriate way of doing something, But what is the cost? And I'm looking into, you know, regex operations in C++ do a lot of dynamic memory allocation and deallocation because they wrap a lot of this stuff up. It's an abstraction layer. And those abstraction layers come, this is an example of not a no-cost abstraction. This is a, it's going to cost you abstraction. And you have to, in an embedded world, you have to understand that perfectly. You need to understand where every byte of memory is going, being allocated and released because if you don't you get into you know this isn't oh the program quit just relaunch it you're in a battery-powered device that needs to run for months and years at a time without intervention you have to monitor and know where all that stuff is going and so i got to this point where i had to pull myself back out of the regex world to say you know what this is one of those cases where yes c has some features that are really nice and this is how you would i would write it if i were writing it as a desktop application, but I'm not writing a desktop application. This is you know, one of those scenarios where you have to understand what your target environment is and what your limitations are and what things are important. The abstraction at that point wasn't important enough for what I would have to pay for it, which is giving a lot of memory control over to the language that I didn't fully understand. And um, so I, I pulled back out and it just made me think of, you know, there's times when... It, it works great and there's other times where maybe a language feature that you would write on a desktop application is not what you would write uh, on a, an embedded firmware application uh, because of you know binary size and um, the memory usage and things like that. So um, A couple of the things that I wanted to share that I, I really enjoy about C++ over C in an embedded world is, and this is again from a lot of the stuff I've been learning over the past couple of years, is the compiler and, and there's a compiler in c as well but the compiler in c++ is your friend when it comes to typing and things like that there's a lot of void void pointer passing around in these c libraries for embedded because you you know that's the way you pass around sort of like the i don't know what it is but i do know what it is cuz i'm going to turn it into that when i get there the the compiler in c++ is your best friend it can save you from so much pain and hassle um, because if you if you write things in a C++ modern C++ way the compiler's going to check you on all those things that you're trying to do and pass around and uh, perform operations on now another thing about the compiler is these are extremely extremely intelligent people writing the compiler they are optimized like if you think oh i don't need a C++ string parsing library. I can do that myself. Like you're not going to do it better than the compiler people. Like if you could, you would be a compiler person or you are in the very top 1% of programmers on the planet of you will optimize code better than the compiler people are going to optimize it for you. And so um, I think that's something that people forget. And, and there's maybe a a too much Confidence in your own ability. To me, I'm an idiot compared to the compiler people. They really have their stuff in order and know how to get it done. And it's being used by hundreds of thousands of people and refined and bug fixed. You know, you get a lot of that effort if you just let the compiler do its job rather than saying, oh, it doesn't know, I know best. Like, you probably don't know best in all scenarios. And you don't have near the input data set that they do to make sure your stuff is high and tight. And so um, I, I, for me, encourage people use that compiler for, you know, what it is, which is your best friend when you're writing code to help guide you um, into a very optimized way of doing things. So um, there's that. I, I feel like there was one more thing that I wanted to share along those lines. Oh, um, oh it was about compiling. Shoot. Um let the compiler do its job and optimize for you. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember it now. If, if it comes back to me as I'm doing the outro here, I'll bring it up. But just lots of things to think about when you're doing um, development. And again, it's, it's easy as a developer sometimes to get so focused on like, oh, I've watched all these modern C++ videos and I want to do that. So I'm just always going to do that. And then you, you know, realize, hey, I got to, I got to, back off from this because remember my target remember my audience remember the purpose like at the end of the day the code serves a purpose and is supposed to do something and do it with an amount of resources and in an environment that matters and so remember that environment and and use it to help guide you in the decisions that you make uh, as you're as you're developing and so Uh, That is going to do it for today's episode. Um, Again, more of a technical dive, nerdy dive into um, C++ versus C in an embedded environment. So uh, hopefully you found that uh, somewhat interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts if um, you've done some embedded programming or uh, programming of any kind of this idea of, you know, don't get so hung up on what's always best because it, it can change from scenario to scenario. And keeping that in mind, I think, is what makes a good developer an experienced developer uh, of knowing when to use the things and when not to use the things and and not just holding hard line positions on everything about what's always best and what's what's worse so um, thank you so much for listening would love to hear from you you can find me on twitter at kevin sidwar on instagram at sidwar kd and via email kevin at sidwar.com thank you again and have an amazing day